time. Okay. I did not come prepared to do that. Or I can do it. You can ask me. I just need to find my phone. Okay. Oh, your hair looks nice. I like it. I like it with a top bun. That's cute. <laughs> it's fine. You can ask me. I have my phone in front of me. But where is my phone? Okay. You know what? It's fine. Do you have a black thumb? Are you wondering what the word horticulture means? Are you a little bit seedy? A little shady? Do you stand in the garden and wonder, what the f am I doing? Do you look at people's yards and wonder, what the f are they doing? If so, this podcast is for you, no matter your gardening experience level. I'm Shannon. And I'm Marcella, two friends who like to laugh and learn our way through life and gardening. Tune in as we interview some awesome people who talk to us about their love for plants, trees, gardens, bugs, and more. Welcome to CD and Shady AF, a sketchy gardening podcast. Hey, Shannon. Hi, Marcella. How's it going? It's Mother's Day. It's awesome. Yes. Happy Mother's Day to you and happy Mother's Day to all of our listeners who are mothers or standing mothers, stepmothers, grandmothers, all kinds of mothers out there. We love you. Possum mothers. Possum mothers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, speaking of possum mothers, I think we had a really great conversation uh, last week's episode with Jordan, and we're going to be back today with the second part of that episode. And also we have some pretty cool updates about Elliot, the possum. That's right. If you listen to the last episode, you know that Elliot is one of the possums that Jordan and her family rehabbed and rescued. But we just learned that he has elected to be a wild possum. So he is living his best possum life out in the wild again and won't even come back even for spaghetti, which was his favorite meal, according to Jordan. So I, I feel like Marcella would come back for spaghetti. I would. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit heartbroken by this update, but... It seems like Jordan and her family are happy for him living his best possum life. So, yes, when I heard the news, I was like, oh, but I was like, oh, he's also living, you know, he's just out there being a possum, being an old possum. So, yeah, it's cool. So everybody go ahead and settle in and get ready for the second part of the episode. We're going to talk about rats and possum and you're going to hear some famous rats being mentioned also. So stay tuned. Just had a question for you. So about famous rodents right? So which of these famous rodents would you say you identify with the most? Chuck E. Cheese, Mickey Mouse, or Master Splinter? Always Master Splinter. <laughs> I was a Ninja Turtle kid. Like I, I had, I had every bit of Ninja Turtle swag there was and yeah. watched every single episode there was like always Master Splinter. Awesome. <laughs> what about, what about you, Marcella? Um, oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to go with Mickey Mouse. Um, I knew, I knew you would pick Mickey Mouse. I, you know me too well. Because I feel like Justin Bieber would pick Mickey Mouse, so you would pick Mickey Mouse. Right, exactly. I feel <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Um, Chuck E. Cheese is a close second, um, but then also uh, Chuck E. Cheese was always kind of creepy. I, there was a period of time where my, all my birthday parties as a child were like at the Chuck E. Cheese place. Um, so I just have a lot of memories from how creepy the animatronics were. You have a lot um, of childhood so. trauma around the animatronics. <laughs> around Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Fair, fair. What about you, Shannon? Probably Chuck E. Cheese because he's creepy and he just looks kind of dazed. <laughs> kind of dazed a lot of the time. You're like, what's going on? I probably Chuck E. Cheese. He creeps people out. <laughs> Um, aside from, um, possums and rats, you've kind of alluded to it and I've seen some friends walk behind you, but do you have other pets? 
Um, I have I have two rats and two possums. I have five cats and a dog. Gotcha. And How none do- of th- none of them except for the naked rat were acquired on purpose. <laughs> they all showed up at my house and just like adopted me. That is funny. How do how do they all get along? How do the dog how do the dogs and the cat do the dog and the cats do with your Kaylee is like super chill. She she um she showed up as a uh, half starved, mangy, abused, half grown pup, and uh, adopted my son. He was three at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, just loved my kid. And she kept coming back to the yard because she she loved my kid and like playing with him. And I realized how skinny she was, and I got her in the house. And I was, I was going to feed her and cure her mange and find her home because at the time I had another dog and too many pets and a very small child. And I was just like, I can't handle all this. Well, one day we were out front in the front yard. This is before I had fenced in the backyard. And my son was kicking a ball around the front yard and the, do- and the, the, the puppies were running around. And my son kicked his ball into the street and across the street and a car was coming and he started running for the ball and I and I hop up from where I'm sitting and I'm yelling and I'm trying to run after him but I'm not sure I'm gonna make it in time and Kaylee the dog um ran up and grabbed him by the sleeve and then just collapsed and pulled him down with her wow and she's not a roughhousey dog she knew exactly what she was doing Mm-hmm. And at that point I was like well you got a home with us <laughs> <laughs> that's such a cool story and yeah she she's always been super protective of my son um we we, we take her hiking and um she'll she'll alert my husband that he's about to step on a snake oh. and chase the snake off I mean she's just she's just all around the best dog I've ever had yeah that's awesome. I know you'd mentioned um, we in, in your bio a little bit about a, a garden that you have a small garden. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, I have I have I have a small yard um, like it's it's a tenth of an acre, including the part the house sits on. And um, I, I attempted many, many moons ago to actually grow vegetables. Mm. And um it did not end well. Like I don't, I, I, th- I think the pests got the vegetables okay. and what, what actually grew the pests got. And I kind of gave up, you know, at one point we landscaped the yard and got all these pretty flowering things. And we were like, yeah, this is gonna, this is gonna be cool. It, you know, a lot of it didn't survive the winter. A lot of it, didn't survive my lazy non-watering self because <laughs> you know things happen I can't commit to watering plants every day and when you hit right. that end of summer dry period here in Florida the, you know it's hot those plants need the water they wither up and die mm-hmm. right I finally I get to pretend that I'm being you know uh green and hippified and eco-conscious by having my yard planted with native plants so that I don't have to water them but it's really because I'm super lazy (laughs) so I've got I've got lots of ferns I've got some azalea bushes I've got elephant ears and camellia that my my husband's grandmother gave me 
years and years ago that has gotten huge now it loves my front yard even though I don't do anything to it and that's that's pretty much it like we 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 make big planter beds to take up as much of the front yard as we could so we wouldn't have to mow as much and it's mostly ferns at this point but the ferns are really big and healthy and bushy because my yard's very shady Hmm. the only part of my yard that gets direct sun is the driveway which is super helpful yeah. 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 You know, what's funny is you call it lazy, but so far, like what I'm learning is the, le- sometimes like it is, it is doing less. Like sometimes it's just kind of accepting where you live, accepting what you got and not doing too much to the point where you're um, like growing things that are not native to the area you're in um, and otherwise just harming your, the soil and what, what you have going on. Yeah, I've got, I've got some aloe plants along my walkway in the backyard. The backyard is gravel and mulch Mm -hmm. because the dogs and my husband and my, my erosion from my neighbors, don't get me started on the the neighbors that used to live in the house (laughs) next door to me, killed the grass in my backyard. Oh, and it, and it's super shady back there. And I'm not going to try and reestablish grass because just, you know, put down mulch, let the dogs run, dog run around and do her thing. The cats run around out there and uh, along the walkway to, from the gate to the back porch, I've got potted aloes because many years ago, my uncle inflicted upon me two aloe plants. He said (laughs) one was for me and one was for my son. And despite all of my neglect, they thrived (laughs) and had lots and lots of babies (laughs) <laughs> and I've been pushing off aloe babies on, on, on lots of friends and relatives over the years. So yeah. when people walk by your house, you just throw aloe away. Take this. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Well, you must be doing something right for, for all of these animals and, and plants to be. I mean, thriving. I mean, honestly, I, I do well with, I do well with the animals because they scream at me when they need something. <laughs> And like, you know, I get yelled at, I get growled at, I get, uh, the possums, uh, bite toes when they're hungry and they're not getting enough food oh, not yeah. hard, but <laughs> to get the point across. Yeah. Uh, Elliot especially will just come and nip me when he's hungry. Cause possums aren't super vocal, but you know, they will bite you. The fact everything, every, the rats will rattle the cage when you walk by and give you dirty looks. If their food dish is empty. <laughs> The dog follows me around with sad face. The cats yell at me. So like, I, I, I can keep on top of keeping them alive. Those aloe plants, I don't know how they're alive because they never said anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> and like every other potted plant, like I, I, I got delusional at one point and I was like, well, if I can keep aloes alive, maybe I can keep other succulents alive. Well, what the cats didn't eat the, the week of straight of rain we had killed. Oh, and, and I brought them in to try and save them. And then the cats started eating them. So I just, I just accepted that I, I, I am not a gardener. I, I, my son has a green thumb. My son can like raise any plant and make it perfect. I can't. So you should just say that you're, you're an aloe gardener. That's you know, what it aloe is. aloe farmer. Yeah. That's what you are. Right? So yeah. I, I did want to, I have a couple of other questions about possums because they're just so fascinating. One of the questions that kind of ties in gardening to wildlife, a lot of people see possums as a nuisance. 
Is that fair or is that like a bad rap? Do, are possums not really a nuisance if you see them in your yard, see them in your gardens? If they're in your yard, I just say live and let live. If you've got a garden, they're going to be a nuisance because possums like to eat what you like to eat. And I mean, Maze's favorite vegetable is avocado and Elliot's favorite vegetable is cucumber. And if you had either of those in your yard, you would have possums eating them like crazy. And I could see how you'd have to like fence it up like Fort Knox <laughs> to keep the possums out. But I mean, and, and, unless you're growing in a, a vegetable garden that you want to actually be able to eat, you're just living in the suburbs and mowing your lawn once a week. Possums are cool. They're chill. They're not going to hurt you. Just let them do their thing. Gotcha. I'm, I'm going to make a note. Possums like cucumbers. So <laughs> know that. Okay. There's also this idea that possums are major carriers of rabies. Is that true? It is actually super false. Okay. Not just like false, but like super false. Fun fact, possums have a lower body temperature than most, than most mammals. Their body temperature is so low, it's almost impossible for the rabies virus to survive inside them. To the point that if you were to get bitten by a possum and go to the hospital, they would not vaccinate you for rabies because it's so unlikely for you to catch rabies from a possum. Interesting. It would also be super rare for them to bite you because they're really non-confrontational. Yeah, unless like, you're not feeding them, <laughs> from what I hear. Well, my, mine are spoiled <laughs> little brats, so... Um, but just like a regular wild possum, my son has gone out. It came to an intersection in the middle of nowhere and it was towards dusk and there was this big grown possum crossing the street and taking forever. And, you know, he was with Jules, his aunt, and she honked the horn and the possum's still moseying in slow motion because possums don't care. <laughs> they, they, they don't have many give a shits. And so... My son was like, I got this. And he just got out of the car and picked the possum up. And it freaked the possum out. The possum was like, <laughs> they, they opened their mouth and just, and, and where you can see all their teeth. So they look threatening. And he just picked the possum up and carried him off to the side of the road, <laughs> set him down and got back in the car and was like, let's roll. Oh my goodness. Um, I love that. There's so many hashtags for that hashtag possum, hashtag kids hashtag country life hashtag florida <laughs> you know that's <laughs> a great story and so if someone comes across a possum how can and, and they think it may be injured how can you help that possum is it the best to just leave them alone or can you take steps to try to help it or what would you do in a case like that if you can tell that it is injured, um, like like there's there's blood or something like that, really, if you could trap them in some way and get a reputable wildlife rehab in your area and take them there. Other than that, if you think your dog has killed a possum, make sure that it's not just playing possum. Yes, I was going to ask about that. Can you please talk about what does playing possum mean? Okay, it's kind of an involuntary response. They get a certain level of freaked out and their defense mechanism is to fall over and act like they're dead. They, they lay there with their mouth hanging up and their tongue hanging in the dirt. Sometimes they emit a scent from their anal glands that it smells kind of like rotting ew. And they do everything they can to pretend that they're dead and they're just unconscious. Like before I ever got into rehabbing possums and had po you know pet possums of my own, uh, my dog Kaylee would go outside and 
bark she thinks she's a superhero because she can kill an animal with her bark (laughs) (laughs) sounds like marcella's dog sounds like marcella's dog as well and and the first time it happened like i went outside and i was like oh god she's hurt this possum because you could see where she she she'd had it in her mouth and i brought the possum in to the kitchen in the light and i like checked it all over there was not a puncture wound anywhere and i was like i've been had <laughs> this possum got me i got and, uh, that possum so so i went and i lowered him over the back fence to where you know the dog couldn't get at him and he'd be and and i went out an hour later and the, he had gone and left to go live his possum life hi there seed in the shade here with a few interesting facts about possums Opossums don't actually play dead when they're threatened. Instead, they involuntarily enter a catatonic state. When you see the marsupial playing possum, it's because it's been attacked or caught unaware. If it feels threatened by a predator, it drops to the ground and either closes its eyes or stares off into space. Its body goes limp, its breathing appears to stop, it discharges its bowels, its tongue sticks out, and it drools. And if you poke it, the possum will not respond. By all indications, it appears to be dead. This defense mechanism is intended to confuse its attacker and allow the possum to escape, as many predators will not eat dead prey. Many people believe it's a good act, but according to scientists, the possum is actually in tonic immobility or thanatosis, and its body enters a catatonic state in response to fear. So I guess you could say that they're scared to death, but then come back to life. Until next time. I've occasionally, I've I've on like three separate occasions found Kaylee having bark scared a possum into playing dead. Wow. And every time I check them out to make sure they're not injured or anything, and then I just lower them over the back fence. My my yard is like a na- major thoroughfare for possums. In winter, we get a possum that likes to den up under our house. I don't know if it's the same possum each time or if it's different ones. And my house is just a really cool place to hang out underneath of if you're a possum. <laughs> But we, we, we do get a possum, like that, that's what's going on with Elliot and his little romantic drama is he found a girl possum under the house. Oh. And he, he hasn't been home since yesterday. Yesterday I woke up and he was not home. He figured, because we have the doggy door. He's never left through the, it was the same thing with Maze. Maze was like, wait, it was, wasn't until Maze was like eight months old and he had ignored the doggy door his entire life. And then one day he was going out it and he disappeared for about a day and a half. And when he came back, he ate a lot. He slept a lot. He drank a lot of water and then went back to not leaving the house anymore and we think he was after a girl possum (laughs) with Elliot we know for sure because my son saw them under the house with the flashlight oh wow and it's a girl possum that he's under there with so So he might bring um, back some baby possums for you guys to take care of (laughs) the cool thing is in the world of possums mamas raise their babies alone and daddies don't have to pay child support nice <laughs> nice <laughs> i say this because this is my grand possum my son raised elliot and um that's his baby oh i see so elliot's my grand possum and 
so babies having babies my son's only 15 (laughs) elliot is a teenage possum so that sticks me with the bill if we've got to pay child support so i'm I'm glad that i've not had a mama possum come to me for child support although (laughs) if she did i'd offer some cat food possums love cat food interesting so that would make you a great grandma so yes we're glad that that's not (laughs) that is not the case so what is some advice that you would give to someone who wants to raise rats or really any of these of these uh of these animals possums possums are very hard you have to it helps if you get started off in wildlife rehab by somebody who does wildlife rehab Mm -hmm. and just get used to the fact that it's like kittens and puppies they make special bottles for them they Mm -hmm. make special formula for them you have with with the other wildlife that you get into like you have to know what formula is closest because some animals you do kitten milk replacer some animals you do like cow milk replacer or goat's milk or puppy formula and possums are hard because not only are they picky eaters they they have very specific nutritional needs they're omnivores and if they don't get enough calcium and a proper balance of calcium and phosphorus i believe i believe it's phosphorus while they're growing they will get metabolic bone disease and their bones will grow wrong and they die wow no pressure (laughs) Yeah, like it's 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 pretty stressful when yeah. your possum is like turning his nose up at at spinach, and you're like, dude, you need the nutrition. <laughs> and um, I just had an image of Jordan fighting with the possum, dude. <laughs> I need you to eat this right now because I need your nutrition. <laughs> well, we figured out that Maze is the pickiest eater of all. Like Elliot's pretty chill, but Maze is so bad. When Maze was little. Like I have, I finally figured out the only way he will eat spinach is if it's baked into a quiche. Huh? Me as me as well. No, but I do like spinach in a quiche, so I agree with Maze. Same. Like <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not real keen to eat spinach just by itself. But you know, especially when there's cheese and bacon in the quiche, <laughs> I'm all about that. So me, me and Maze agree on that one. <laughs> but. Cause, cause all the rehabbers online that have pages will be like, oh, well you just, it's really important to have them eat kale. Kale's super healthy for them. And I'm like, kale tastes like, butt. <laughs> uh, I can't stand the stuff. And, and, and they, they all recommend that you take it and you blend it into yogurt and that they will eat it that way. Not maize. No, he's like the princess in a pea with kale. That if there's funny. a drop of kale in his food, he will not touch any of it. Maze is like, I know your game and I'm not <laughs> falling for it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Elliot, like, cause Maze, Maze's first food was live crickets. And that's one of his favorite things to eat is live crickets. Elliot's favorite food is whatever you put in front of him. Pretty much. <laughs> he He's a good eater. He, you know, there's a couple things like he, he'll do that little kid thing where he wants to eat the junkier parts of the meal before he eats the veggies yeah. <laughs> but he's not bad maze i had to switch how i was feeding the dog because whenever maze decided to turn up his nose at whatever healthy food i served him for supper he would go fill up on the dog's dog food oh interesting <laughs> and the dog is so chill about her kibble that she would just let it happen 
So I finally started buying her canned meat chunks and gravy for Mm -hmm. dogs. And I pour that on top of her kibble to the point where she likes, because she likes the meat chunks and she likes the gravy, that she eats all of her food in one sitting when I feed her instead of leaving it to sit for hours. And now Maze has no choice. He can't go fill up on dog food. He's got to eat what I serve him. That's funny. So for possums, it sounds like it's the nutritional piece that you would advise kind of buyer beware, you know, be, beware. Of yes. And what yes. about for rats? Uh, definitely never get into a habit of feeding them through the cage bars. It will make them nippy. Always, always open the cage and feed, hand feed them, you know, through with the cage door open and they can come up to you and take what they want. Other than that, I mean, domesticate, rats are domesticated. They're really easy. Just be gentle with them and give them lots of snacks that they like and they'll love you instantly. Like Rory was running loose in the wilds of the Walmart shoe department and immediately was like, I love you. <laughs> Zach was in the pet store. He was left out alone. He was alone in his cage and he was the last boy rat out of this litter it was perfect because we needed just one boy rat and he went from you know I don't I don't know the breeder I'm sure must have socialized him Mm -hmm. because you know but my experience I've even bought rats that were meant to be snake food and they turned into great little pets so it's just it's kind of like you know with with puppies they're they're inclined to like humans they're inclined to want to be affectionate and and rats are really the same way got it no i was just gonna say so thank you very much for all the information now i think that marcella's gonna run out and try to raise rats now and when i see a possum (laughs) i can't say that i'm not gonna try to tice it to come into my house but um just uh, as we get ready to kind of wrap up the podcast here i just had one question for you are there any other myths about possums that you'd like to dispel Okay, there's one that has been going around on the internet that kind of makes my eye twitch. Um, That thing about how possums eat 10,000 ticks a day. Now, don't get me wrong, a possum will eat a tick if it's crawling on them because he wants a tick crawling on them. They did this study about how many ticks possums will eat by putting possums in with a whole bunch of ticks and giving them nothing else to eat. So I'm not saying, like, like, don't get me wrong, I, I love the fact that they're trying to use this message to spread like, oh, possums are beneficial, don't hurt them, because, you know, I don't want people hurting possums for no good reason, but they really don't eat a whole lot of ticks in the wild. They, they, they like bugs, they like lizards, they like, they will eat a rat, garbage, they like veggies, you know all sorts they're omnivores they eat all sorts of stuff they like but, dog um, food. apparently they like dog food <laughs> not so much ticks right right <laughs> given the option they want cat food they love cat <laughs> food and avocados like there are reports all over the internet of people that have avocado trees complaining that the that the possums are getting to their avocados before they can <laughs> <laughs> So if you're listening, watch out for your avocados. <laughs> That's what the possums are coming for. Yeah, Maze, Maze, Maze is a bougie possum. He, want, he wants avocado. On the other hand, if you're looking for a pet possum, grow some avocados. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way, yeah, that could work either that way. That could work either way, yes, <laughs> yes. So um, where can listeners get more information about wildlife rescue? Mm, I just always kind of google foo it you know what whatever i have a random question i'm just like 
hey google tell me tell me what this because maze i i didn't know a whole lot about older possums maze was non-releasable because he's not as coordinated as he should be he can't climb things very well and that's kind of what possums do in the wild is they climb things (laughs) and 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 he he's He's kind of slow and plodding and drags his feet a little when he walks and he can't climb for shit. And so he's, he was non-releasable. Maze, I cannot climb for shit either. So, <laughs> Right. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not getting up a tree very fast either, buddy. No, no shade. So he was obviously very non-releasable and we were just like, well, we're going to see how having a house possum works out. And he, and he started walking around after he, after he got to about adult size, making this sound. And I had to Google it. I was like, what is that? That's how they call for a mate. Oh, and um, girl possums will make that sound too. And then they locate each other and happy possum fun time happens he came back from his last excursion outside not making that noise as much anymore so i'm assuming there was romance involved (laughs) he might have got some (laughs) and so i might be i might be a grandma yeah googling and um if you can find if i mean if you're really really interested and like want to get in there and get your hands dirty um most of the wildlife rescues that i know are happy to take volunteers Hmm. even i mean you're probably going to get put on poop scoop duty to start but you know that's somewhere that's 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 a part of it too i've I've done plenty of poop skipping in my day (laughs) and uh and it gives you a chance to bond with the animals a little bit and play with them and get to know them Awesome. But um, as far as just like random questions, Google is the best. Right. And, 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 and there are plenty of wildlife rehabbers that have websites. There's, I'm trying to, I think it's the, the Possum Society um, has a page that has information all about possums. Like everything you ever didn't even know you needed to know about possums, they will tell you. And they're, they're, they're a possum rehab group interesting awesome so dear listener you can google questions you can look for your possum rehab groups you can look at wildlife rescue places around you and learn a lot more about possums and so jordan do you have a blog or anything that we can follow your adventures because now i really want to follow this adventure because it sounds amazing um unfortunately no i'm i'm very private all i have is my lockdown super private facebook account like i I kind of fly under the radar and keep to myself and do my own thing i don't even have instagram i'm not cool enough <laughs> <laughs> well no worries we'll, we'll get some photos if we can of, of the amazing elliot and other rats and we can kind of see what your aloe looks like and we can put it all in the show notes if that's okay with you so people can kind of awesome awesome that's great yeah thank you for the the, all the information and and really the the great work you know the important work that you're doing I think you know you 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 give dignity to these little creatures like like most of us think of these creatures and we're kind of maybe grossed out or you know annoyed or um so thank you for coming and 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 kind of dispelling some of those myths and and stigmas um that some of these animals have and, and I also just love the way you're just like a normal person like us and everybody else, right? So this yeah. really, you know, eh, shows- I, <laughs> it depends on who you ask. 
<laughs> but it, but it shows people you know i think what you said in the beginning about you know take you can't save the whole world but you can save what shows up on your doorstep and so i mm -hmm. think a lot of people adopt that kind of mindset you know we can do a lot of good together so thank you very much for being on the podcast today this has been the cd and shady af podcast thanks to all the peas in our pod for listening we believe in you and we believe in your plants follow us for more shenanigans on instagram at cd and shady pod until next time, stay seedy, stay shady. And remember, sketchy gardening is still gardening. <laughs> <laughs>